Hey everyone, it's Carmita, and welcome to Missing in the PNW. So, I just wanted to apologize real quickly because I don't know what happened to last week's episode, but it processed like really late. So, I think it came out late Wednesday night, um, maybe Thursday morning, depending on where you are, uh, when usually they come out Wednesday morning. So, not sure what happened, but I'll make sure this one comes out on time. So today we have two more cases um, that I was going to do in Black History Month. Um, Two women who both disappeared from Portland. Both were pregnant at the time of their disappearance. Um, So they went missing under pretty, I would say, similar circumstances. However, one of them could possibly be linked to one of the most notorious serial killers in the Pacific Northwest. So let's start with her case. So her name is LaRonda Bronson. She had a nickname um, of Bird. She's been missing since November 19th, 1982, again from Portland. She was 18 at the time of her disappearance. Um, There was a site that I found called Underground Mysteries, who had reported that LaRonda's sister said that LaRonda was about three to six months pregnant at the time of her disappearance. Um, They were thinking like maybe four or five. And the day that she went missing, she had called her sister telling her she was coming over to get her stuff, which her sister had stored for her, but she never showed up. So I wasn't too clear on like LaRonda's living situation. Um, it wasn't, I mean, it is speculated that she kind of lived on the streets, but I couldn't really find anything concrete. Um, but that would explain why she had stuff at her sister's house. So with her not showing up, obviously her sister got worried and so did the rest of her family. Um, and, her sister actually said that she talked to some possible witnesses who said that they had saw LaRonda on the corner of Union and Russell Street. Um, if you guys grew up in Portland like me or are familiar with Portland history at all, then you would know that in, I think it was like 1989 or 1990, Union Street was actually renamed to Martha, Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. So... Sometimes, like, if you try to look up Union Street on Google in Portland, it might still pop up, um, but it was changed. In case you ever want to, like, look up this case or anything, uh, you'll know, you know, the two names. They're talking about the same street. So, anyway, uh, there were conflicting reports that one witness actually said they saw her at a bus stop. But then another witness saw that she was seen getting into a truck with a white guy. So, I mean, I guess it's possible that she could have been at the bus stop waiting for the bus. But then a guy came and picked her up. Um, But I'm not sure exactly which one it was. Like I said, it was pretty conflicting. Um, But doing a lot of these cases, I'm sorry. But a lot of them are always got picked up in a truck by a white guy. So maybe we should just stay away from white guys in trucks. Like, I think that's pretty safe to say right now. Um, Again, it was speculated that LaRonda was living on the street. She was a prostitute. Um, And another little piece of Portland history for you. 
Um, I, since I was like, you know, I was born in 88, so I was really young in late 80s and early 90s. So I had my mother, shout out to my mom, cooperate this. Plus my uncle Gilbert told me about this and my grandma, may she rest in peace. So back in the day, Union, aka MLK Junior Boulevard, was a street that was pretty hot for prostitutes. So it's kind of like nowadays it's 82nd Avenue, but that's a whole different other like Portland history I'd give you guys. But yeah, so it would make sense that if LaRonda was in that lifestyle that she would be kind of up and down that street. Um, So being at the corner of Union and Russell is totally like makes sense. Um, so here's another very, very, very interesting, which still throws me off. And I definitely want to look into this more. Um, and I actually will try to reach out to some of, um, family members if I can find some, but this is crazy. Okay. So because she was a prostitute, I am thinking it was because she was a prostitute because that's what many of the serial killers victims were. So because she was a prostitute, I believe, and there's actually a theory that she was a victim of Gary Ridgway. Now, if you don't know who Gary Ridgway is, go look him up. Um, Most everybody, I would think again, who likes true crime has heard of Gary Ridgway. Some of my international listeners might not have. So go Google Gary Ridgway. Uh, he was also known as the Green River Killer. He was pretty hot in Washington, and I heard he even tried to pick up uh, prostitutes in Portland, and he would murder these people, and they would end up in rivers. So he was really notorious. Oh, God. I want to say it was in the 80s. I can't exactly remember. Um, maybe early 90s. But, yeah, he was not a good dude. So it's just very interesting that she possibly could be linked to him. Um, And actually at the end, I'm going to tell you a little more of why that's very weird. Um, So let me just get to her description. So Lorana is a black woman who is 5'6", 5'7". She's about 110 to 120 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. And she did have pierced ears and she had two scars, one on the back of her neck and one on her chin. Um, I don't really see them in the photo that I have of her, but it is totally possible. You know, you probably can't see my scars in pictures either. Um, She also may be using an alias going by the name of Michelle Marie Hall. So here's the interesting thing as it ties to Gary Ridgway or the Green River Killer. The police are asking that if anyone has any information to please call the King County Sheriff's Office at 206-296-3111 and reference agency case number 01-398060. Now, again, if you're not from Portland or you're not familiar with Portland's history, King County is not in Portland. 206 number, that's not an Oregon number. So in Portland is a county called Multnomah County. Guys, King County is up in Washington. King County 
is where the Green River Killer was caught and charged and is spending life in jail. Like, again, really weird. If the theory says that she was a victim of him and the King County Sheriff's Office, the county that convicted him, is asking for information, that's just too big of a coincidence, especially because she went missing from Portland. And again, Portland, Oregon, Washington, two completely different states, very close, but it's just too many coincidences where I'm definitely, if anybody finds anything, let me know, but I'm definitely going to look into this more because that would be huge, finding out that she was another victim of Gary Widgeway's. So... I just, I can't, that, that just blows my mind right now. I still can't get my mind around it. So again, if any information, whether it's the smallest thing, you know, obviously there are witnesses, somebody heard something, somebody saw something like literally, please reach out. You can always remain anonymous and just, I mean, guys, it's been what, 40 years now? Like. Somebody needs to know something. Her family needs closure. Just the smallest little details. Just come out and call, again, the King County Sheriff's Office at 206-296-3111. All right. That was the crazier of the two stories. So now we're going to get to the case of Tanya Anderson Jackson. So Tanya also went missing from Portland, Oregon, but she went missing about 10 years later on April 22nd, 1992. She was actually 31 at the time of her disappearance. And per uh, the Charlie Project website, Tanya was about four to five months pregnant at the time of her disappearance. Um, And Coin.com actually reported that she left her home located on 16th and Killingsworth. And yes, Again, Portland has some weird things. That's why they say keep Portland weird. So, yes, there is a street in Portland called Killingsworth. And it sounds weird. And I promise you it's not because there was a lot of killings. I don't know, honestly, who made up these street names. But, yeah, there's a street in Portland called Killingsworth. So, anyways, uh, her home was located on 16th and Killingsworth. And... She literally was going mere feet away to the corner store when she literally vanished. There were witnesses who had stated that they saw Tanya get into a white van around 4.22 p.m. Although I could not find anything to corroborate that. God, I'm going to get into another little rant. But guys, white vans, like them box vans with like, you know, there's no, like, windows in the back, and you got that sliding door. Like, y'all, stay away from white vans. I see white vans, and I'm like, yo, that's a kidnapper van. And then, according to my 14-year-old daughter, black vans are kidnapper vans, too. So, I'm telling y'all, white vans, black vans, stay away from them. They are kidnapper vans. Don't ever talk to anybody in a freaking white or black van like that. Okay? All right. So, Tanya was known for her sense of humor and love for her family. Her sister, Danielle, had told reporters, quote, one thing she always did was make sure she came home to her son, end quote. 
She also said that when Tanya didn't show up to her son's birthday party the following month at the end of May, the family definitely knew something was wrong. And this year, guys, actually marked 30 years she's been missing. And her sister Danielle is quoted saying, quote, back in the day, a lot of people didn't like to come out and say what happened if they had seen something, end quote. Which, that's just been a thing all the time. Like, you know, this thing, snitches get stitches. And, I mean, this was Portland in the early 90s, which was pretty rough. So, I could totally see, like, someone not wanting to come forward and say anything. But, guys, it's been 30 years. It's been over 30 years at this point. Like, her family, her son, her sister, everybody deserves justice and deserves to know what happened to her. So again, if you saw something, heard something, know something from back then, please come forward. You can always remain anonymous. Just please help us solve these missing person cases. So I think, you know, even with this, like, I feel like there's someone in particular that they have in mind, but they can't really say So I just, I know, and I feel like there's somebody out there that doesn't want to come forward, but like, seriously, please come forward. Um, She's described as a black woman who is five foot four inches and 130 pounds with black hair and brown eyes. Now, any information, please contact the Portland Police Bureau at 503-823-3333. Of course, you can always rename remain anonymous and that number is actually portland police's um non-emergency number so i mean you can call that um there's other numbers for portland police bureaus that you can call um but definitely like i said somebody out there knows something about LaRonda. somebody out there knows something about tanya um and i actually you know if there's again family members friends somebody that wants to talk let me a little you know, into their lives, how it's affected them, what, you know, what great people LaRonda and Tanya were, like, hit me up, Facebook, Gmail, whatever. Um, I am going to try to reach out to uh, Tanya's son and Tanya's sister, um, just so if I can see any more information, but I will definitely keep you updated on that. So... Again, just LaRonda and Tanya, look out for them. If you hear anything, if you saw anything, say something. Um, These last two, I mean, these two episodes, guys, actually took a lot out of me. Like, with the research and, you know, even though I'm pre-recording, it's it's still a lot. I, I haven't done, you know, full episodes since my fiancé passed away at the end of January, so... Trying to get back in it is hard, but it's definitely, like, I love it. You guys know I love doing this. Um, And I'm glad that I can bring you guys, you know, some type of content every week. Um, So the one thing that I want to say, by the time you hear this episode, it'll be a week away from um, Hispanic Heritage Month. So after this, I believe it begins – well, Hispanic Heritage Month – technically doesn't start until September 15th, but you guys know my episodes come out on Wednesday. So um, the day before Wednesday, September 14th, I'll drop the um, first episode of Hispanic Heritage Month. So look out for that. Also, 
I may have a little bonus episode, which is going to be really good news because somebody has a birthday coming up. But guys, it's also going to be really, I, I don't know if it's bad or sad is the better answer because I do have an unfortunate sad update to give you on a case that I've done in the past. So again, that's going to be, um, so the 14th, we're going to do the Hispanic heritage. And then, uh, the week after that on the 22nd, we'll all drop that bonus episode. So again, if you guys have any questions, any feedback, you guys want me to do something, um, again, let me know if you guys want merch. Let me know if you want to, if you'd be interested in like me starting a fan club, um, please, whatever you guys do, like word of mouth has been awesome on Facebook. Keep sharing the pictures, keep sharing, you know, the Facebook page in general. Like, thank you guys so much because word of mouth has done such good things, um, especially over the last like seven months. So you guys are awesome. I love you. Whether you're in the Pacific Northwest, across the country, my international listeners, you guys are all amazing. You guys can all help contribute. So thank you again so much for that. So with that, I will talk to you next week. Remember, folks, have fun, but be safe.